0: Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Schoolhouse Rocks. I'm Chuck Sipe, and I'm joined by a variety of coaches and athletes from Roxbury High School to talk about uh, fall sports. And while we could typically just talk about the sports and the seasons because we take a lot of pride in our athletic teams here, which is a great accompaniment to our academic program... I really want to get, have an opportunity to speak with our coaches and our athletes about what it means to be a Roxbury athlete. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. There's a commitment. There's a pride. Uh, there's something special about being a part of the athletic program here at Roxbury High School, as well as in town. You know, We have a lot of programs that feed into what we're doing here at the high school, and we take a lot of pride in that as well. So before we get too far into that, I'm going to ask everyone to introduce themselves so you know who you're listening to. Cool.
1: Stuart Mason, Director of Athletics and Student Activities for Roxbury High School.
0: Evan Morin,
2: boys' soccer player.
3: Colin Richter, football player.
4: Coach Ryan Rumis, uh, football coach.
5: Coach Allison Carrente, volleyball coach. I'm
6: Kylie, I play girls' soccer. Coach Kate Norgard, field hockey coach. I'm Kendra, I play girls' soccer.
7: I'm Jared, I run cross country and track.
0: All right. So I'm really excited to get a little bit into a conversation with you all about that overall theme of your experience as an athlete here. What does that mean to you? How does it help you with the overall journey through Roxbury High School? How has being a part of the program here, not only in our school, but in our community helped you kind of figure out who you are as a young adult, as you're all getting close to your, you know, beyond high school journey as seniors here at Roxbury High School that, you know, that, uh, the departure from the walls of Roxbury High School is imminent. So let's uh, let's start there, and whoever feels confident and comfortable, jump in. Let's let's do that, and we're just gonna kind of work off each other and talk a little bit about the overall experience, coaches, and uh, jump in as well.
6: Uh, hi, this is Kylie again. Um, having the, the, like our soccer team this year is, has such a great connection. We've been working super hard all the, all throughout the summer to work on our fitness and everything, but more importantly, we've been working on like our like bonding and our connection as a team and that's totally imminent on the field like we're able to connect passes move the ball together really well we just really have that like really great connection as a team which gives us an advantage over other teams and also off the field it's just great like we hang out outside of practice and outside of games and it's just really nice to have that solidified group of people that you know you can go to when like you need help or you just need a friend to talk to like it's really nice to have throughout you Know a could be difficult time of year, like with us seniors, we're starting to apply to colleges, and it's just really nice to have that.
0: Yeah, all right. So, as you talk about that connection, I remember you know, when I was a teacher and a still I was a coach, I'm still a coach in town, and that's something that's not easy to establish amongst uh, a group of athletes, particularly as you have some that are trying to emerge as you know, the top. The starters, the top players. Um, as kids get older, that becomes a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more pronounced. So maybe one of our coaches can share. Like, how do you help facilitate that connection that we just heard about that that idea that being a part of something means being part of more than just the team, being part of more than just the group of people that are competing together. It means something about it's a smaller community. It means something to belong to that.
8: So I'm Coach Kate Norgard. I'm just going to chime in um Our team has been working a lot on what it means to um, like not be what I call energy vampires. I call them uh, energy vampires because uh, we've been doing a lot of studying on like just like how energy is transferable between uh, people up to 10 feet away from each other. So basically like if I'm having a bad day um, and coach Ryan Rumez is three feet across from me, he can feel my energy and basically like it's gonna affect his play just as much. And um, one of the things that, Hockey over here mentioned really well um, is that uh, she loves it, that the team feels like that sense of togetherness because I truly believe that's contagious. Um, in my own experience, it's been contagious, um, and we're kind of learning that right now as a team and the field hockey program right now too. Um, it's really hard as high school athletes to realize like how to channel your emotions in the right way. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of um, you know uh, stress with school, friendships relationships, whatever. Um, And so to be able to channel that in the right way means that it sometimes just has to start with one person to make that a contagious thing.
4: I think the other thing that the football team right now and this year has been working with is uh, our ability to be like staying together the entire time. We've been talking about leadership a lot throughout the course of the season and what that truly means in getting a full team dynamic to come together. So we have a lot of seniors that are playing this year, uh, a lot of guys that have been playing as sophomores, so a lot of experience, um, and Collins one of them, obviously. But we've been really focusing on including the younger guys that are going to be helping us, including us and in showing them the way throughout the course of the offseason and into the season and what it's like to be a Roxbury football player, a Roxbury athlete, And not just be about yourself and do your business and go about how you're going to go in the weight room and lift or practice, but also show the younger guys and include them in those other activities like we were just talking about. Like, hey, when we're going to Fuddruckers after the game or or after practice, we're including all those guys to make sure that they feel comfortable so that when years later down the line, they're doing the same thing. So it's a full team dynamic. It's not a group of freshmen. It's not a group of sophomores. It's not a group of seniors, juniors, whatever it may be. It's a full team dynamic, kind of like we were just talking about.
2: Yeah, adding on to the togetherness factor, um, being a kid from Mount Arlington, I think it was a little bit hard to kind of like assimilate myself into the Roxbury culture. But playing soccer, a fall sport, gave me that opportunity to meet kids beforehand, before going in my freshman year. And now you look at the soccer team, um, our game against Randolph, eight of the start, eight of the eleven starting players are all from Mount Arlington. So I think having those people by my side, the kids I've been going to school with since first grade. I'm a small town, I have 40 kids in my graduating eighth grade class. And to have eight of those kids be in the starting 11 for the soccer team, I just, I think it just says a lot to like who we we become. We've stuck together through a lot, especially the coronavirus and everything. I think it just says a lot to our character and uh, who we've become as a team.
1: As a director of athletics, I'm sitting here listening uh, to what our coaches and players are saying and I could not be more proud. Uh, none of them mention the word winning, none of them mention scores or, or personal or individual accolades or points. They're all talking about being part of a team, and that's really what makes Roxbury special. We talk about the pride and tradition here at Roxbury. Uh, everybody understands what it means to wear the blue and gold, uh, and they want to leave the jersey in a better place when they leave. Uh, they, they play together, they play for each other, they play for their coaches. Uh, it really is reassuring to hear this Next crop of athletes, as you will, and coaches, and I'm really excited because we have here today uh, three of our three of our coaches who are who are newer to Roxbury uh, in in terms of, of being a head coach, uh, and already the focus is on uh, being part of something larger than yourself. So you uh, know, it's Roxbury. I, I say it all the time. Uh, our, we have the best people here, uh, and just listening for. The last two or three minutes, it, it's reassured. We have uh, coaches with focus on uh, helping our, our, um, our student athletes reach their fullest potential, and we have athletes that are going to work extremely hard, uh, and they're working hard to be with their teammates. Right. Uh, a, a night that was really exciting just happened um, the past day. We had a youth night for a girl's soccer, uh, and the, the, the stadium was filled. Uh, it was filled with athletes. It was filled with uh, classmates, it was filled with parents, but it was also filled with future gales, uh, future ballers, as they were called, who were looking at looking at our, our, our team, uh, and I could tell that one day they hoped to be in their shoes, so they were already, uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's reassuring to know we have good role models here in this room as well.
6: As a girls soccer player, that night was just a really incredible feeling seeing all so many youth players from the soccer program at roxbury was just so such a full circle moment i started as a roxbury soccer player when i was about three years old in the mighty mites and ever since then i've been playing roxbury soccer through and through and it was just been the most incredible experience i've made so many amazing friends and been able to work with so many amazing coaches and people and i fully believe that I would not be where I am today without that background.
0: So, as I'm hearing that, I mean, I'm a part of that youth program now just as a parent and as a coach and I was at that night with um the junior gale or the uh, the youth players being at the girls soccer game and it was really exciting. The energy was awesome and Mr. Mason, I couldn't agree with you more. The kids that were in the stands were just watching them watch the the team spirit, the togetherness of our players, how they played and Back to the, even the point before about being a part of a team and those connections, the energy that Coach Norgaard talked about, um, even watching the our girls and how they performed, um, if someone made a mistake, all right, things happen, right? You're in sports. Everything doesn't go your way. It's, it's kind of this um, little kind of microcosm of life. Uh, things don't always go your way. How do you pick yourself up? How do you pick the people up around you? And to speak to that energy, listening to them communicate with one another and encourage one another and pick pick up a teammate not necessarily physically, but, you know, mentally and emotionally, if something didn't go right, really, I think um, it was a tribute to what they have done with what the team's spirit is about, because you could see that. And you, I, it gave me opportunities with my own players to say, do you see how they handled that situation? You know, you gave those kind of teachable moments, which I just I can't pass up. Um, but it was also cool for me to watch some of the kids who've, who've seen Kendra, Kylie, you've reffed their games, you know, you've you know, these players, too. And that, that that whole connection of being a part of a larger larger something as a town was really really a fun experience. Um, but to Mr. Mason's point, and let's talk about this. You know, all of those attributes of a positive team and a positive culture do lead to success, right? So it, it's become it's kind of cliche, and you know, to say in sport like, wow, the winning doesn't matter. That's not what we're here. Like, all right, let's be clear. Winning is fun, right? That's that is a part of sport. You know, nobody wants to lose constantly. Um, But what I think is important to note here is you all are currently meeting with success individually and as teams, and there's a history of success, but I think that is bred through all of the other things, right? It's not a focus on winning. It's bred through the connection, through the focus on positive energy, on being more than a team. So let's talk about how those mentalities, how the things that you as athletes and you as coaches do as a part of that culture lead to success and how those um, those experiences and those growing attributes will contribute to future success, right? Because, you know, as you come towards graduation, you're going to leave Roxbury High School and there's more in your future, academically, right, athletically, families, like, how do, how do you see those attributes leading into something positive in your future?
7: Um, so for me, as like a runner, like, I think our, like, main mentality that I try to pass on for um, to keep going after I graduate is that like, you're in control, especially with running. Like it's hard. Like it's going to get hard. You're in control. No one's like coming to save you. The only one that can like make things happen is you. So I think like that's the strongest mentality that like I can like take away and that I've learned through my experiences is that like, if you want something like you have to go get it, you're the only one that can get there.
5: From a coaching perspective, um, I was really fortunate to take over a program that had a standard of success. So our upperclassmen, they set the precedence as far as what's expected within our practice. And I don't have to police it. They're the ones who are out there holding our underclassmen to the same standards that they were held to. So from a coaching perspective, it's just I'm very fortunate to see the leadership that's on my court. And I have a good feeling that as those girls go on to their real-world lives, that that leadership is really going to help make them successful in the real world.
2: Uh yeah, as a soccer player, uh, I try to like instate like a uh, a sense of pride into the boys. Um, to touch on it again, being from Mount Arlington, um, like uh, Kendra said, I didn't grow up being like a Roxbury Gale. Like I was, I just I'm not from here, so I didn't have that sense of pride in me since I was little. So coming here as a 14 year old, everyone has that like spirit of being a gale and I don't know what it's like. So, um, being welcomed into open arms and, um, telling all the boys to just have that pride, putting on a Roxbury shirt that says Roxbury in front of it. Um, I take a lot of pride in that. That's what I tell the boys, take a lot of pride in that because you're representing your school, you're representing something bigger than your own self and having a passion for being a gale, I think it's just everything.
4: I think that, and going back to what Dr. site was talking about, how the energy and the things that you practice lead to success. Um, I think a lot of the people in this room right now are having some pretty good success. And for us on the football team right now, uh, we practice little things throughout the course of practice that hopefully help lead in a game as well. So little things just like practicing good energy and, and body language. And maybe Colin can talk about some of the things that we do during practice. But uh, it's been a mindset of ours since the beginning of June and July when we started to practice about it's not just good enough to run a play and come back to the huddle. We need to show the energy. We need to show that it was good or bad based off of what we do, like, body language-wise.
3: Yeah, as Rumi's saying, he's always honest about our energy. He says we fake it, but it's really there. And we're so, like, energetic at practice that even just walk around the schools, like us football players, we're getting mimicked from, like, the soccer players. They're like, Chicago special, 14, lake, 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 river, river, river. And that's just part of why we're just like so loud at practice, bringing the energy, and uh, the energy leads to passion on the field. Like if you see us on the football field, we make big plays. We get up. We might look stupid, but we uh, we're pretty fired
0: up. But you're having fun, yeah. And let's not devalue the importance of that. Like at the end of the, at the end of this thing, the sports are games. Games are supposed to be fun. So I'm excited, like just to see your smiles as you're talking about what you're doing because it suggests to me that it's fun for you. It's supposed to be fun, right? Like, we lose that in the idea of all of the other things, the competitiveness and the the drive to win and be successful. It's supposed to be fun. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. I jumped in. Oh,
6: no problem. Yeah, like, we often uh, practice next to the football team. I think it was, like, Monday or something. They were just, like, yelling and shouting and, like, so much energy the entire time. And, and, like, Coach Renna was saying, like, I was over here. We kept getting distracted. Like, your energy was just so, like... It was drawing us in, like we wanted to feed off of that energy. But even just as girls soccer players, like before the game, it's like a, we have such a like such a great routine that we have, like always blasting music in the team room or wherever we are before the games, and like on the buses on the way, we have a tradition to sing "A Million Dreams" from the Greatest Showman before every away game. It's just like. It's like something stupid like that. It just brings everybody together and really gets us all connected and energized for the game.
4: And then that goes back to what Coach Norgo was saying before too about energy vampires, right? Like we're sitting next to each other on the field and then you hear us yelling and then that gets you guys jacked up and then the next team's all excited. So like, again, it's just a constant flow of that energy. And like when, when one team's doing well, another team's doing well. And like Colin said, in the hallways, there's a little bit more of a buzz. So it's great to see the the success that we're having, but it's not on accident, right? It's the hard work of everybody. And it's the energy that kind of comes together with the entire, the entire school, not just one team at a time.
0: And, and what I'm hearing you guys talk about, which, although you're not saying it specifically, these are, you know, my words, I don't want to put words in your mouth is there's an intentional, desire and designed to have that positive mindset to drive towards something better than just yourself. We, you know, that kind of theme is emerging here. Although you mentioned before, the only person that can make things happen is you, but that idea that it depends on me contributes to the team mentality, right? Like I'm not going to allow this thing to crumble or decay for everybody else. And if everybody has that mentality, if everybody has that mindset of I'm going to bring something positive, I'm going to bring something better to what we're doing here. Those, I mean, this is going to sound corny, but it's part of my job also is like those lessons are the things that will help you that breed success as, a, as an adult. As you move out of here and you become whatever you're going to become in life, like those are the lessons that transcend the sport. They transcend that moment and help contribute to what you will become as a successful young adult and into your future.
8: Um, you just made me think of something. Uh, I was telling my team the other day, I was like, when you play a sport, you give up, you, it's a privilege, um, and you give up your right to be selfish. selfish. Uh, so when you're playing, when you join a team, you don't you don't have a right to be me, me, me. You're choosing to give that up. Um, you're choosing to give up to be mediocre. You're right, you're right to be mediocre for the sake of the team. You're giving up your uh, right to just, you know, have an attitude that might not necessarily be good for the team. Like you're choosing to, because it's a privilege, you're choosing to give all of that up for the sake of your team. Um, and it's a learned habit. Uh, and, I'm, and my team specifically is realizing that. Um, and uh, having an established culture helps that. But how do we build that culture? And, and what makes that culture is what's like, I think one of the hardest things to do um, as a coach, uh, as a former athlete. Um, so any thoughts you guys have?
0: Well, I, yeah, as you're saying that, sorry, Mr. Mason, I jumped in before you, you're, you, this is, I'm going to admit this, you know, and this is going to be published and out there in the internet forever, but like you gave me goosebumps as you're talking about that, that, you know, giving up the right to be mediocre, to contribute to something better is uh, last night at my, you know, this is not Roxbury high school thing, but at our practice, um, we're playing a game to get better and focusing on skills and you know I was keeping points as the coach and the person who lost the game had to do push-ups right It's just kind of a typical thing with, with sports. You know I'm not a big fan of the punishment idea, but you know how do we stay focused on getting better? And as, as a coach, I always believed in and I've seen you all do it. So this you know is you model that expectation for your athlete. So I, when I approached the the youngster that needed to, to do you know these five or ten push-ups, not a big it wasn't the point. Uh, I said I'm going to do it with you, and because I want him to realize this is not a punishment. This is about us getting better. It's about us focusing because we're contributing to something something bigger. And without saying anything, one his partner is goalkeeper. His partner, I'm going to do him with you. Now that's a kid who just won. He just didn't have to do it. I'm going to do it with you. And what happened? The next kid. Oh, I'm going to do it with you guys too. I'm going to do it with you. And before I knew it, without saying anything, the whole team's just doing it with this. And one kid said. If one person does it, we all do it. We're in this together. And to hear 10-year-olds say that, I was like, that's what we're fostering. That's what's happening at high school, too. Like, that culture is something special. Like, the win- winning's fun, but that's the thing that really helps drive the community, that helps drive something bigger. So, Mr. Mason, sorry, I had to tell that story because it's something that um, all these things you guys are saying made me think of because it, that's important.
1: And Dr. Saib, you just reinforced what, I, what I'm going to say as well. Listening to Coach Norgard talk about culture, uh, it is difficult to, to create a culture, and it's something that is not difficult for it to go away. It just takes a few bad decisions uh, and to, uh, the opportunity to lessen your expectations. Our, our coaches don't give our athletes that, uh, that opportunity, uh, and I think what really helps Roxbury build culture is the outstanding job our, our coaches do of establishing core values. I've heard them in the kids talk uh, today about some of these energy. Uh, it's a privilege. Uh, being part of a family with your, your teammates. These core values that the coaches establish that, uh, are so important, uh, more important than, the, than, as I've mentioned before, winning championships. Because it's these core values that are going to help our athletes guide themselves, uh, not through their school day, but for the rest of their lives. Uh, and their are core values that are extremely important, uh, and I know our coaches spend a lot of time on that. Uh, coaches, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the core values you have for your programs?
4: Sure. Uh, we have our, our major one is tempo. It's on the back of our T-shirts. But, I mean, it's just it's basically who we are. Right. And it's we've we've been around for a long time. And we I mean, Roxbury has been around for a long time. Um, so we have tradition, energy, mindset, passion, and opportunity. Those are all the, the, the focus points that we have and they fall into every single practice, every single meeting that we have, um, you know, just from, from top to bottom. So we want to make sure that we are upholding the, the the great Roxbury tradition that is tough, hard-nosed Roxbury football with great kids that are always getting better, turning into better men. Um, energy, like we talked about before, how important that is to get through a practice or get through a meeting and and do it with energy and passion. Uh, mindset, just making sure that we are always focused. We're, we're not being Oh, why me today? And putting anybody like you know putting putting yourself in front of the team, and then every day is an opportunity to get better, better or get worse. And we're going to hopefully try to get better every single day. So those are our core values. On top of always again like trying to be a a great citizen and things like that. But the kids know those words. They they they, it's on the back of their t shirts, and and they really buy into that, which is something that's it's happy to see as a coach because you you talk about it and you want to preach it. It doesn't mean anything until the players start to do it, and our guys are doing that, which is great.
5: Um, So, one of our big things was just um, Roxbury Volleyball has had a a pretty successful last few years, Um, and I feel like I didn't really necessarily need to change anything coming into that as far as our on-court time, Um, but the one thing that I'm really proud of this season is that four of our eight wins, so half of our wins, came from players coming off of our bench and some of our starters having to leave the court. And the support that those girls gave to the girls coming off the bench when it was their turn to step up made me really, really proud to be their coach. Because it's easy to be a good teammate when you're the one playing, when you're the one contributing, and you really feel like you're the one that's making a difference. It's really, really hard, especially for females, to come off of it and be just as as supportive for the next person in line. Um, So to get to see just the pride of everyone getting really happy for each other and everyone getting their moment. I like to say like, not every day is going to be your day, but any day it could be. And our girls really embody that they're always ready. And you never know when your name is going to get called.
0: I I really like what you're saying there, you know, the importance. And we, we often lose sight of how sports do really tell a story of life. And, you know, just kind of that sentiment you said at the end, you know, you never, you, you, what you just said, you need to be ready because you never know when it's going to be your turn. And I really think that's a great mentality is how do you contribute to something bigger and something better? Because you never know when it's when your number, so to speak, you know, that's kind of a sports expression. But you never know when your number is going to get called and how prepared are you? Have you done the hard work to be prepared to, to for that moment to be important for you to contribute and do what needs to be done? You know, and a, a kind of theme that's emerged here is while there are oftentimes people whose names make the paper and name, make the headlines um, not just in sports in life um, but there's so many other people that contribute to that you know like the the quarterback throws a touchdown but w- the offensive line doesn't always get the glory right if they don't hold those blocks that, that throw never happens you know um the the goalkeeper it's easy when the goal goes in right but they don't talk about the save and how we transition away from that right when you're a, a runner and i was it's hard because that is a really individualized sport but what did you do to to shout on and cheer on that next that next athlete who maybe you really in the cross country meet you really needed that fifth place score right like that's great that we that you won right that's awesome but that's only one person that contributes one piece to the score how did everybody else become a part of that guy Colin
3: for football a lot of uh, skill positions me Anthony Skwinski we get the, our name in the paper but our team we have a saying it starts up front and we never really. Th- like realize how important that was for them and the linemen they get like their own towel and team dinners they would eat first but we really see how important that is because so they get like their appreciation and they know how they're pouring because us skilled people the people who score the touchdowns to make the big plays we get we get like the whole town sees our name so now they're like they get their shot and people see who they are
8: yeah i like the idea of you never know when it's your turn because uh just yesterday, we had a game, and a freshman hasn't seen varsity time at all. And she she uh, went to a tryout a couple weeks ago against an elite team that she was like, I don't know if I have a shot in this, but I'm going to give it a try. And she came back to practice the next day, and she had a black eye. And she was like, I had a great time, and I got a black eye, but I learned a lot. Um, and in a moment yesterday in the game when I needed somebody, I thought of her. And she came onto the field uh, and she had three shots on goal and drew three corners in two minutes of play. And um, it was a great example for people on the bench to recognize that anyone can contribute at any time. Our team motto has been one uh, for the past couple of years. Um, And we've been working on like, what does that look like uh, in practice, in games, but also out of practice, like in the hallways, I actually had them do a skit, what does that look like? And they were like, oh, I guess it looks like saying hi to each other. Yeah, that's what it looks like, uh, your teammates. Uh, so it's just that learned behavior. Uh, we try to kind of embody one. I've also been on them with the word um, tenacity lately. I've been trying to ch- get them to realize that, uh, like, you have, everyone has uh, a superpower, and that's tenacity. And it's to me, it's, um, it's a little more than grit, right? It's a little more than, uh, like, working hard and perseverance. It's kind of all of that. It's actually, like, courage, I think. Um, And in situations where you're really vulnerable. Uh, And so they are learning how to be courageous in vulnerable situations against teams that we play against girls that are more experienced than them. And I couldn't be more proud.
0: All right. So as we're kind of coming to the end here, I, I just one of the things that is emerging even at this end part of the conversation is these things are easy to say. It's easy to say I believe in be the team. I, you know, it's easy to say that um, we want something better. It's easy to say I'm going to bring positive energy. But what I'm hearing all of you say, the coaches and the athletes, as well as Mr. Mason, is those things are easy to see because you do them, right? Saying it is one thing; doing it is a whole other. And I think that's intentional, right? You need to have intentionality there. You, Coach Norgo just talked about having the courage uh, to do something, being vulnerable, right? Those are intentional practices. You have to make a commitment to those descriptors. They don't happen by accident. And I think part of that also is having some positive self-talk, right? Encouraging yourself. Like, you need to, right, if you, <laughs> you're you going to jump off the high dive, so to speak, and, you know, the swim team, or you're going to do something, you're going to take that longer kick than you've ever taken before, or you're going to come off the bench in that most important moment, if you walk out there and you be like, I can, I'm not going to be able to do this. Guess what? You're not gonna be able to do that, right? You need to have that positive self-talk and you need to have the encouragement and support of your team. And th- these are things that you guys are actually doing. You're not just saying we believe in it. And that's the piece that I'm the most proud of. Um, and I know hopefully Mr. Mason, you know, can talk about this as we come to a close is saying it's easy doing it is a whole nother thing. And I, I'm really excited to hear you all talk about, we're not just saying it, we're doing it, we're, we're doing those things for each other. We're encouraging one another with intentional mindset, with intentional um, commitment to the team, the community, the school. uh, That's really important to me.
1: Yeah, Dr. Seip, I'm glad glad you recognize that as well. Uh, And sitting here listening to to our our athletes talk and our coaches talk, it's really clear that they're passionate. They're passionate about the sport they're playing. They're passionate about their teammates. They're passionate uh, about their programs. They're passionate about Roxbury High School. Uh, and they're pr- passionate about uh, wearing the blue and the gold. And I think that's what sets us apart here at Roxbury is you know, the passion that our coaches bring and the passion that uh, our players have developed here to be, to be Gales.
2: Um, yeah, I think that all soccer players can vouch this, that uh, the running part of the game is definitely the worst. Um, we're not nearly doing as much as Jared's doing, but um, no one likes fitness. It's the worst part of it. But I think the best thing that comes out of fitness is team camaraderie. Um, over the summer we're doing, uh, menus. We're up to 20 menus and kids are just falling like flies. There's kids on the ground, but once we get to our 25th menu, our last one, um, we're screaming, everyone get back on the field, give you one last shot. You see kids like passed out water dripping all over them and they're just getting picked up by our teammates to go run this last one. Doesn't matter if they ran maybe five feet, they gave it their all. And I think that just goes to the saying, like um, when it's just getting tough, like you just got to stick together. And I think that just shows a lot too. Like when you, like you're saying, like it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. And it just shows like when it's going, it's going.
7: Yeah, you know, that was uh, really our mindset for us going into the summer. Cause it definitely can get tough as runners, like not racing. Like you're literally just waking up early. You're going outside and you're going for runs. You're, you're doing workouts and it can get lonely but we really try to have like that uh, team togetherness. We'll go to we'll go to parks, we'll go to hills, like we'll go to places we got uh, maybe like 15 guys together. We went to South Jersey, we went to Homedale for a long run over the summer. Like we're really trying to build something together, and I think that that's really what being a Gale is all about.
6: Um as a as a girls soccer player, we have this tradition before a game. Uh, The starting 11 all comes out. We make a little huddle on the X and the center circle, and we take a deep breath. We get centered before the game. We get our minds into it. We just take a second for just those core players to connect with each other, and I think that's really an important tradition of what we do. We make sure that we're all there as a team. We're all connected and really just breathing together it's a great way to physically mentally and spiritually be a team
0: all right I, I think we you guys have really well covered sorry there my volume was way high um, I think you guys really well covered you know kind of the spirit and what embodies being a part of um, Roxbury athletics being a student athlete um, takes you know a couple quick takeaways that i've hearing you all say which are really important for me not only as a parent in our community but also a colleague of of you all here in the room is the these the intentional commitment to these values are easy to go away right i heard someone say they're easy to go away and they are right it's hard work to keep them going it's easy to turn away so it's it takes a commitment every single day to always getting better right how how, are you better now than you were before not recognizing that mistakes happen you know setbacks occur that's part of life but are you are you focused on getting better than you were before and just remembering you know, be ready because you never know when it's your turn i think is a really great thing to come out of this so i appreciate you all being here i wish you lots of luck not only in this season but as you continue in your senior year as you go beyond the walls of roxbury coaches thanks so much for your commitment to our students um, recognizing that they're student athletes and uh, these are the young people that are going to help move our community forward. So I really appreciate your your intentional commitment to them, um, supporting them in being courageous, being vulnerable, understanding what commitment means, um, hard work, you know, not being an energy vampire. How do you bring positive energy? I mean, a lot of great things are coming out here. And as Mr. Mason said before, you know, not one about winning other than what i talked about you know as that that stuff is fun and you know but it's all of what you are doing that turns into success Right. success doesn't just happen by accident so mr mason one more time take us out of here
1: every day is a great day to be a Gale.